Welcome everybody to the latest episode of the Bakery Bears radio show. My name's Dan. And my name's Kay. And together we are... I wish I could work out what that was. What? If someone remembers what that was, you said you remembered that that was from a TV show. My name's Dan, my name's... It's not, it's different names. And together names. we are. Yeah, it was. What was it? Because every time it happens, it makes me think of the same thing. And it's frustrating me now that I can't remember what it was. I remember mm. it being a funny programme, whatever it was. Neil, look, it's a slightly different show today because we're actually already out on our walk. We are. And the reason for that is, as Kay mentioned in the last radio show, We've got the workmen in. We've got the workmen in. <laughs> and they're coming in and out of the house. It's quite noisy as they fix the shower that I've broken due to my excessive gettings in and out since I started running. <laughs> well, they've, they've not really fixed the shower. They've ripped everything out and yes. put, put new in. It's a bit more dramatic than that. Yes. Everything got ripped out, including half of the wall. Because um, it was so well installed the oh first gosh. time. So we're back, thank goodness. And today we're going in search of what was a... I mean, stately home is the wrong thing. Although it was pretty stately. Yeah, I think so. Because it's a big place. It, yeah, the you know, the original house bit is big, isn't it? Basically what happened was, I think in the mid-1800s, and it was... Uh, I can't remember exactly who it was. I didn't know, and maybe it'll come to me, but... It was someone to do with the railways, shock horror, because of you know the, yeah. the, the prevalence of the railways here. And they built themselves a home on what was called Polham Hill. Yeah. And so yeah, it was the early 1900s that it became a school and it's had a lifelong, oh, it's the kissing gate. Yes, oh gosh, that's very squeaky today. We've not been through the kissing gate in a while. Thank you. That was very reluctant. We're social distancing. <laughs> we don't use that word. No. It's becoming a bit of a buzzword, isn't it? Yeah, well, they needed a new one, didn't they, after Brexit? Yeah. I mean, we're not making light of it in any that way was at another all. Buzz, that was another buzzword. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, actually, we've, we've not mentioned on the radio show, and uh, perhaps we should, we're extremely aware that there are millions of people of you that's completely terrible English. It was. <laughs> millions of people of you. There are well, millions of people. Everyone, basically, which will, it? of course, include lots of you who are very worried and very scared at the moment. And we are absolutely all in the same boat with you. We're with you all the way. We are. And we actually put out a little video, because as you'll have maybe remembered in the course of the radio show, we've mentioned that we actually started out with a podcast, with a video show, and we put out um, a special message earlier on, oh, it was last week, actually, it was the beginning of last week, mm -hmm. and it was saying that what we're going to endeavour to do, because, you know, again, you've had a real, we're only 19 episodes in, and you know so much already, but as you are aware through my cancer journey, we've got a real sort of unique perspective on stressful situations, and one of the things that we always wanted when I was in the midst of, you know, terrible chemotherapy was we wanted a bit of normality. And so what we will endeavour to do is to continue with service as normal. Yeah. So that's why we're here today and we'll be here again in a couple of weeks and, you know... And so far no one said that you can't go out for walks, you know, you've just got to so until it becomes, be aware yes. and if you pass someone make sure it's a good distance. Yeah, hence your social distancing Yeah, comment. I was kidding with you. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't mind a kiss. Uh, although, to be honest, you have brought this up a couple of times now and I am beginning <laughs> to think. Okay. You know, we need a bit of a giggle, don't we, to get us through this situation. And Absolutely. You, you've got to, as much as you can, I think, keep your sense of humour in place. Yeah, actually, the, the thing, I mean, it, it was tremendously hard in sort of the, the darkest depths of chemotherapy the thing which was the hardest to do was to sort of smile and laugh yeah and actually it is the thing which does the most good yeah my goodness it really does you know finding those sort of areas of uh, safety and places where you can feel normal and have a bit of a giggle so yeah. okay you're exactly right gosh it's chillier than it's i thought it's cold actually i considered putting my gloves on as well hiya morning 
do you know what i've i've noticed that and i'm really pleased about that and i think this is something that all, all of us we pay more attention to people yeah. yeah and i mean it's funny isn't it how just a little gesture like that makes such a difference yeah i mean i always say morning to anybody that i walk past yeah but sometimes you get a morning back sometimes you don't that's fine but that was nice that man walking his dog said good morning it really it really is and, and i've noticed i've said to you the last couple of mornings when i've been out running that i'm seeing a lot more people who are out exercising yeah which is a great thing it is and also people's heads seem to be up more yeah which I also think is a great thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, maybe out of this, because I'm a great believer in humanity, and I think at our darkest times, we tend to come together. Mm, absolutely. And it, you know, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that I've got my head up on all my runs. Yeah. Because sometimes I do tend to get into a bit of a zone. <laughs> yeah, I think we can all do that. <laughs> yeah. I think though, you know, just thinking about, because I did not expect him to say hello like that. No, I didn't, it's quite a young fella. And it, it, I think we've spoken before about this in some of our technology episodes where, you know, the younger generation tend to be maybe a bit more focused mm. down here and mm. not, not eyes up. Well, yep. how nice that was. And lovely to see the grass coming through. It is, it's looking a little bit greener, isn't it? And that's always nice to see all the little buds are appearing on all the trees. What's a budlier? A budlier? Yeah. It's a big shrub. It's a butterfly bush. All right. Does that mean nothing to you? Is it the ones that look like you know, ballerinas? No, oh, that's that? a fuchsia. I don't know. No, a budlier is it, it can grow into a huge bush, but right. it's the ones that are the different shades of purple from like really deep purple to a lilac-y colour right. and they have sort of spears of flowers coming wow. up and the butterflies go nuts for them. Right. When you said it was a butterfly bush, I thought that's why I, I went for the ballerinery things because oh, I thought right. oh, maybe you mean it's because they no, look a no, bit like. No, it's, it's the butterflies love them. Right. Picking up actually on what we're doing today is two things. First of all, as I mentioned, Polham Hall, well Polham Hill, the stately home, became Polham Hall the school which during the 1950s, when my mum lived in North Allerton, she used to go past on the bus and she always used to gaze in and wonder what was going on huh. inside. And when we moved here, I actually got a job teaching at Pelham Hall School. And I taught there for quite a few years. Yeah, quite a few years. And it was great, I, I loved it. It was, yeah. It was, at the time, it was fully a girls' school, wasn't yes, it? And a now, boarding school as well. It's co-educational and it's yeah, a free school. So it is. anyone can go there. And it was only after leaving, it was only after beginning our journey into what we do now, into, you know, broadcasting, that we started to sort of research more local history. and. You know, I did feel silly when I found out that it was a stately home because it was so obvious when, when I you worked look at there. it. Yeah. So I found this lovely old picture when I think it first opened as a school. There's there's lots of girls outside right. in typical sort of early 1900s yeah. dress. Right. I think they're actually playing bowls as part Gosh. of their PE lesson. Bowls. Marvelous. Wow. And what we're going to do today is we're going to walk along. The, the side of the river that looks up at Polham Hall, the stately home, and we're going to take a picture of it for you and then you can compare it to that one from the early 1900s. But as we walk, what a subject this is, and this is something that was suggested by a listener. Right. And the subject is, do you think you can get up this hill? That's the subject? No. <laughs> that bit I can't, this bit's okay. Do you want a hand? They wanted me to get up a like the side of the eiger by the looks of it, but this is okay. See, fine. Um, if we go around this way, yeah. I think it's a nice little walk. We're going to be talking today about, and I hope you can think about this, I, I tipped her off yesterday. What's the table? Oh, is it a table? I think so. That's <laughs> we're, just, we're just nosy and at things outside people's houses. I don't really like these houses. I've what advice say. would we give 
our 18-year-old selves wow. if we had the opportunity to do it. Goodness. Now, I mean, that is such an interesting proposition. It's whether you'd listen to yourself, isn't it, at 18, really? I think you would. And the reason being is you'd know it was you. True. Because you'd recognise yourself. And you'd look at yourself and go, my goodness, you look old. <laughs> being brutally honest, Kate. Do not tell me I look like I'm 18, because that is absolutely not, tell you not that. true. But I'm certain if someone could go back in time with a picture of you now and show you to yourself, mm -hmm. I'm pretty certain you'd go, wow. Oh, I don't think I would. I think you would. Knowing me as I am, I'm sure I wouldn't say wow. But we're talking about your 18-year-old self, yeah. not, not you now. The you now, you know, will think whatever you think. But the you then, because I know I'd be pretty impressed if someone went back in time and said, this is a picture of your wife when she's... <laughs> when she's 18. I no, do... not, not oh, 18. Right, okay. And I wasn't going to say your age because you don't do that with ladies. I'm 48. I don't <laughs> mind. Gosh, I'm 49 in May. That's frightening, isn't it? And we said the year that I'm 50, Bryony will be 16. Wow. So we thought we'd have to do something special that year. Yeah. That'll be fun. Definitely. Yeah. So have you thought of any advice that you would give yourself? I would say, do you going to bump into a tall, red-headed man when you're 31? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was going to say something really mean, but I can't say that. Which is funny um, because this is the exact opposite of what she texted me when I said this is what we were talking about. <laughs> I was just being mean. You weren't when I texted you. You were being extremely nice. She was going to go back in time and tell her 18-year-old self to go and find me now. Yeah, I mean, you'd, well, so you didn't have to wait another actually, 14 years. Actually, that would be very strange because you would have been 13, 14 at the time. So that wouldn't have worked, would no, it? No. That would have been very wrong. And, and that's where this question starts to get quite interesting because what you can't do is that because we're fated, no. I think, in life to do certain things at certain times. Yeah. And I mean, it's an interesting one with you and me. And I certainly didn't. Isn't that nice to hear those birds? They're lovely, aren't they? They're very happy. Happy Sorry. birds. Kay's not so happy. I've just shelled a barge door. She did. She did. <laughs> she did. It's such an interesting proposition, this question, because, you know, like I said there a moment ago, you can't go back in time and say certain things. No, I mean, I, I would probably tell myself not to worry so much, because that's yes. been my biggest, biggest troublesome thing yes. over the past sort of five six years i would just say to myself look you're going to come across some trying times but it'll be fine and just try not to worry so much yes um which i know is a very difficult thing not to do yeah but again like you say if it was you telling you that then yeah. you might think okay well if i'm saying that then you know you know what's happened in my life kind of thing yes so I will try and do that. And I do think that that's what, again, makes it... Because, you know, you said exactly the right thing before when you said, well, would you listen? When it's another adult... This is why it's so challenging, I think, being a parent. Because I remember when my parents were giving me advice. I mean, I yeah. listened listen to... I've probably listened to more of it than a lot of people listen to. I'm actually advice. not sure my parents ever gave me advice. No. Honestly, you know, I'm not kidding when I say that. No, I know you're not. I mean, there's different ways of going about parenting, isn't yeah. there? And, you know, I, I was definitely, I was given a lot of advice and I took a good proportion of it on board. Yeah. But I also didn't take a good proportion of it on board. Yeah. And the beauty of it being you is I do think that you would listen. For me, I think the first thing... I think definitely the first thing that I would go and say to myself is take education more seriously. Absolutely. Because whilst I wouldn't change anything, I wish that I'd done more and I wish that I'd worked harder. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely do too, actually. And that's one of the areas that 
when I say I wasn't given any advice. That's really the biggest area I was thinking of. I was never given advice by my parents as to the sort of educational side of things. They just left it to the school right. to do that. And right. um, I made some mistakes and yeah. did things that I wish now that I'd, I hadn't. And it did influence how well I did in exams and things like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would definitely say that to myself as well. Yeah, I think the, the, the other thing as well, you've just said something there which I think is, is very important. and that is don't be afraid of making mistakes because mm. I think that I p perhaps and I, you know I've always been fairly uh, willing to take risks but I do think that my parents divorced when I was 15 and my stepdad appeared on the scene quite quickly which was really good yeah because he's, he's amazing he is amazing he, he's my dad he's been really more of a dad hasn't he than well, he your, is. The, the, your real no, dad was there's no question in in this at all but i think because of my parents divorcing when i was 15 right at the point when i was going to have to make some important decisions about life i maybe shied away from some, I didn't feel like I was on a very solid base. Mm. It's funny because I felt like I was on a solid base for 15 years. I felt like everything was yeah, great. Yeah. And then suddenly I felt like I was on rocky ground. Yeah, because it will rock your world when, yeah. when that happens. It did, it absolutely did. And what I didn't do is, you see though, it's such a challenge because if I had done, were it not for you, and this is where it just becomes so challenging because I wish I'd gone off to London and I wish I'd gone yeah. to, to uh, University in London. Right. And I didn't. I stayed close to home. You did. You went to Leeds, didn't you? Yeah, because I wanted to be close to home because I didn't yeah. feel like I was... Didn't feel confident enough. Or... No, I, I don't think I felt emotionally capable of... Right. Being of doing such a big move. Yeah, I just yeah. I just felt uneasy. By yourself I, I, as well. I don't think I was uh, mature, mature enough. Mature enough. No. Yeah. And the reason why is because I think I'd regressed greatly. Yeah. When my parents, uh, which is understandable, split up. Yeah. And so it's such a nightmare because if I'd gone to London, I probably would never have met you. No, that's true. And you know, if someone. If someone was to say to me right now, you've got a choice now. You can go back in time mm. and you can go off to London and you, you, you're going to have this amazing career mm. um, in music, session musician and you'll mm. play West End theatres and shows or you can have the life that you've had. Mm. Well, I'd take the life I've had. Yeah, I mean, even if, you know, even your mistakes in life, if you'd not made them, you likely wouldn't be in the life that you're in now. No, I've always felt my whole life, I've sort of always felt that I had more to give and I always felt like I was being uh, held back. Mm. That is an impressive bush. Look at that bush. Which bush? The one there that we just walked past. You mean the hedge? Yes. It's not a bush, it's a hedge. But isn't it well... It's very well trimmed. It's just privet. I just think it's just a privet hedge, but it's very well sculpted. You see, you know, so many that are sort of up and down, like this one mm. here. And I suppose there's an argument for, for, for both. Some people like them kind of lumpy, bumpy, don't they, hedges? Like this one is up and down and up and down. It's not that briny. But some people like them very neat and ordered. I like them very neat and ordered. I've got to say, I do like a nice square hedge. Yes. Not, it, that, not that ours is, unfortunately, but I'm it's just... Not, I don't think it's the right type of hedge right to square. It's not the right type of plant. No, we didn't plant it, is there? Although we? they've done well with that but one. I mean, that's fairly, fairly well ordered. Yeah, but look how scabby it is at the bottom. Yeah. It's not a very nice word to use, is it? But, yeah. You don't want a scabby bottom bush. <laughs> not nice at all. <laughs> yeah, so it, it hones your mind when you think about, OK, what... Ad, uh, I mean, it does. It really does make you think. Yeah, it does. I wonder, I really wonder how my life would have been different had my parents not mm. divorced. Mm. 
And how different would your life have been had you been given encouragement and advice? Yeah. I mean, how do you think you it know, would... I what, don't what would know. have been different? I mean, I don't know. It's difficult because... I don't blame my parents at all because my parents came from a, a place of having very little education when they were young. Yeah. You know, my dad came from a time when he left school, probably when he was 14. Yeah. My mum's childhood was very um, traumatic and she didn't get much of an education. So they, it's not their fault, you know, they just wouldn't have known how to, how to guide any of us. Yeah. And I just had one sister that did go to university and, you know, the rest of us didn't. So I'm not blaming them, but, but let's I imagine. do think if I had yes. been guided... Yes, What would you and have done? What would I have done? What were your... I would have done... I would, it would have been a geography-based right. thing, I think, because geography was always my favourite subject. And right. I did a geography A-level. Right. And really enjoyed it and so I'm sure that's the kind of area I would have done and I think ultimately you know it might have led to archaeology because yes. you know I really love archaeology and I always have done yes so you know maybe I would have been on time team because you would have been that would have been exciting wouldn't it I, bet, I would have been digging with Phil I bet you're a similar age to Helen Geek and Rakshar Dave yeah probably <laughs> Yeah. We talk of them like they're members of the family. I know. Well, it, they do, it does feel like that, you know, when you've watched a series so much and the people on it, they just become so familiar, don't they? It's such a well-put-together show as yeah. well. I mean, it, you know, it's just brilliant. So, fascinating then to think that had things been different, you were really enjoying geography. Mm. You were then, at that time, already interested in archaeology mm, mm. and so it does i mean i think that's real really well sort of thought through mm. for, I mean, on, you say but in, you know instead i got a job at 18 went into the bank and then that was it really and do you know what my my parents were absolutely thrilled when i got that job it was and you know that's great that they were pleased you know i'd got a job and they felt like i was set kind of thing you know that yeah and again, you know, to them, getting a stable job at that, that age it would have been a brilliant thing. Yeah. And it was, you know, and I was very happy. I was very happy in the job and I bought my first house when I was 19. That's so crazy. I know, I know. But brilliant in a way. It, well, yeah, because I grew up very quick after that. Um, it does seem very strange, but yeah, I mean, it does force you to grow, grow up quickly. Yeah. Because you've got no other choice, really, you know, I was by myself and, yeah. It's like the exact opposite of what happened with me. Yeah. When I think about how, you know, at those times, thinking about making those types oh of decisions, God. and I didn't even feel capable enough to sort of head away from, no. from home. And you've bought a house. I know, I know. And th there are such, pulls towards both thoughts mm, mm. you know going off to university because we were very lucky when you think about the grant system that was in place yeah my sister got a grant i asked my mum recently actually how she managed to get to university my sister because they, you know we had very little money but that growing then, up and it was yeah she said it was a grant that she got yeah yeah and that's i mean i had a grant to go to leeds college yeah because my, you know, my parents wouldn't have been able to afford it no. either. And, you know, my brother... I mean, I know they did end up paying for... My, my brother trained as a solicitor. Yeah. And, I mean, he he was in education a long time. He would have been, yeah. And I know it job. did cost them some things. I think it was they had to pay for him living in halls. Yeah, yeah. But the education was covered by the grant. Right. And, my, I mean, my other brother... It's, I mean, it's such a lucky time. My other brother, um, he trained as a chef. Yeah, oh gosh. <laughs> and then he, he did, and he never cooks now, does he? No, unless, unless you he's want forced chicken. to. <laughs> I like chicken. Isn't it funny? He cooks a lot of chicken. He could cook, but he chooses not to now. Yeah. I saw him make a white, is it bechamel? Yes. Bechamel, yeah. I saw him make a bechamel once, and it was, you could see in him, 
that sort of chefy approach. Yeah, he knew exactly what to do, yeah. And the way he was moving the cut, the, the, the forks and, mm -hmm. and things, it's really, I do find it interesting. But I guess just because you can do something doesn't mean, doesn't mean that you have to. No. You know, if you choose a different path. Haven't magpies got enormous tails? Yeah, they have. Just, one just They're a big bird, out. aren't they, magpies? Yeah. Very big. I don't think I've ever fully appreciated. They're actually beautiful colours. Like, they've got like a bluey hue to their wings, haven't they, to Gosh, their feathers. Mm. I don't think I've ever been close enough to You've see got one. To, yeah, you have got to be close. They so just they're look more black like and a white. dark blue than... Well, they do look black and white, but I'm sure when you look at them closely, they've got right. like a bluey tinge. I mean, it does put a smile on your face hearing all those birds. All the birds. They'll all be nesting, won't they? And now our roof is fixed. I have yes. found myself enjoying the birds. We don't, we don't mind anymore. All the more. Yeah. It's a greyhound. Right. They're big dogs. Well, they're tall dogs, aren't they, greyhounds? Yeah. But very skinny. I think I'd have a problem, you know. They're very like, loving. Oh yeah, they are. I think greyhounds and whippets make brilliant pets from yeah. what I know, know of them. Um, but My. because they're so skinny, you know, looking, that's how they're meant to be, obviously. Yeah. I'd be wanting to feed them up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's totally wrong. My mum grew up with greyhounds. Oh, did she? Yeah. And yeah, I think they're lovely, them. friendly dogs. Yeah. My, I, I, I've mentioned before, I don't think I have on the radio show, my, Granddad used to race them. Yeah, whippets or greyhounds. Greyhounds used to right. take greyhounds to a race course, actually not too far from here, yeah. and and race them. So, right. but they, they were just family pets lived around the house. And then, I mean, how amazing! Well, it's amazing is the wrong word, but how the world changes. Yeah. They would go off, and they would race their family pets, and then they would set off home, and they would stop at the Cleveland Tontine which is a really oh, right. famous... right, I've heard of that. It's a famous pub restaurant. Yeah. Back then it wasn't like a like a Michelin-starred restaurant. Now it is more mm. of a Michelin-starred mm. restaurant. But they'd stop at the Tontine and he'd get totally drunk on oh, whiskey. Gosh. And then he'd drive home. Gosh. But everybody did because this everybody, was before... I know, not many cars on the road. No, not no. many cars on the road. They were top no speed probably belts, about 40. No no nothing, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's just shocking. And I remember my grand saying to me, he used to call them tears of joy. Right. The drops of whiskey as they... Oh, goodness. And my dad loved, loved, loved the whiskey as well, as you know. Yes. Which ended up being his downfall, God love him. But, you yeah. know, hey-ho. Yes. Crumbs, I mean, whiskey was was my drink as well. It until, was, yeah. And then... Until I mean, you I stopped. I can't even... Be, yeah. <laughs> you love whiskey. You're a real connoisseur well, of whiskey. I did like whiskey a lot. And yeah. The ones actually that I grew to like the most, I really, really liked Irish whiskey. Mm. And I really, really, really liked Welsh whiskey. Welsh, right. Oh, there was one. Penderyn. Yes. I remember buying you that a couple of times. It's, it's, just gorgeous. It's tremendous. It's like it's like a pudding. You like the smoky ones as well, didn't you? Yeah, did yeah. You? Yeah, yeah I, I did. Th this Penderin had a, a sweetness to it, but right. also a smokiness, mm -mm. and it just made it so sort of easy to drink and, and palatable. Yeah, it was just gorgeous. And I remember once actually being, I was. What's going on over there? Oh, I think it's one of those fitness fitness trainer uh, we've just got into the park we're in the park now and there's it looks like a ladies fitness group he's a big chap oh no there's a man as well it's not just ladies oh it is it's a man that's doing the the training they're doing some stretches so they've either just finished or they're just starting yeah i wonder if people feel silly good for them no it's just all i no, know no. that's a man a sat down isn't it it'll be a man and his wife I yeah bet. yeah Good for them. It's brilliant, isn't it? And that's what I mean. I'm oh look, there's, there's dumbbells over there. Oh yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Oh, let's see if we can join in. <laughs> we actually worked out a plan, didn't we? If uh, if we couldn't get out for walks. Yes. What were we, we going did. to do? Yeah. What were we going to do about exercise? Well. Well. Many years ago, Kay used to. Many years ago, I used to. I lost a lot of weight when I was about thirty. I lost four stone. 
Ipswich. That's, that's awfully close to when we met. It is. I met you just a few months after I'd lost the weight. I'm not saying that's connected at all, but there we go. Um, but after I'd lost about three stone, a stone, if you don't know, is 14 pounds. Um, but after I'd lost about three stone, I decided I wanted to start doing some sort of exercise. No, but I don't I know which to, side to go down. I have to go down this side. Okay, I didn't know if you always had to go up and down the same side. I do. It's just a mental thing. I go down, no, I go up that way and down this way. Right. We're going down now. Okay, yes, I, I know, I know. I just wanted to make sure everything was right. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do some exercise, but there was no way I was going in a gym because I just was so self-conscious. And to be honest, I still wouldn't go in a gym now. It's just not my thing. We need to go over that way, don't we? Is that an alarm or a bird? No, no, we're oh, going to go down Oh, you can see Polo from over there. So I bought the Cindy Crawford <laughs> workout video and you know I did that and I loved it. I did it religiously about three times a week wow. just in my living room yeah. and I really started to see the difference you know I was like wow. oh is that a muscle on my arm? Wow. <laughs> I was just amazed and she's you know she, she, it was a brilliant workout I can't remember what it's called but it's a really old one. Yeah. And I still got the DVD, so we decided that if we couldn't get out... That's the ticket. ...that we're going to start doing Cindy Crawford together. We shall do it together. Which will be hilarious. <laughs> because it was hard work, yeah, let me tell you. It I'm was sure really that. hard work. There was, I think the workout was about 40 minutes. Yes. But then she did have some shorter ones within there, which were One. like 15 minutes, I think. Yeah. Do you know if you just had a little bit of time and didn't have... Yeah. Um, for a full 40 minutes and the, the little one was really good as well right um, but hard really hard work yes I think that I might be slightly embarrassed by it because whilst I'm aerobically fit I think that this would challenge me in ways that yeah, I've never it been was, challenged it was really uh, it covered all of your body so you sort of did a session on your legs you did a session for your arms yes you know then you did some aerobic stuff yeah. it was it was really good um, but I remember there's two different workouts and one of them I remember I found much harder than the other. I liked the one that was focused on legs a lot. Yeah. But there was one that was more kind of um, your core. Right. You know, sit-ups and things. Oh my word. They were absolute killers. We found it. Yeah. It's Pelham Hall. And <laughs> you can see, can't you? There, I mean, that's the original house there on the left, isn't it? Yeah. And you, I, it's difficult to see with the trees. We might see a bit better up there. You really do get that sweeping yeah, landscapes yeah. garden yeah, feel. Yeah. Morning. Morning. It's lovely seeing the pink blossom on the trees. Yeah, it's out everywhere, which is really nice. It is, isn't it? Yeah, we're walking by the river now. And there's, there's lots of things. Lots of geese on there. Happy for. And the children are running round on they've got their PE class at Poland because I bet they're not doing bowls. No. <laughs> Schools are actually closing here in England. By the tomorrow. time you hear this, yeah, they'll, by they'll the time be you hear it they'll be closed. Uh, for us as we speak it's tomorrow. We've got one more day tomorrow I'm and just then they're closed. That pink but all the children, tree. I don't know if you can hear them. Just hang on there. There's a lovely pink tree with some lovely pink blossom. Hopefully Kay's not talking too much. If she is, I'd better shut up. <laughs> but of course we don't know. It's just gorgeous. And I mean, crumbs, I'm not sure what it is at all, but it's just so lovely to see, especially this time of year when there's not a lot going on with regards to things like that. There we go, I've snapped a picture. Then you can hear those children in the background. Very happy to be going off. To play football I think that's what it looks like there's some and actually our mechanic told me that when he was young because he grew up around here there's someone doing roly-poly down the hill but I was just saying there that Carl the mechanic yeah um he used to swim across the river and go and play football in the football nets in the I 60s I wonder what that big house is there because that must have been part of did you yeah, well, it might have been. Part of it? Well, it could have been a gardener's house, I suppose. It's massive, isn't it? I mean, maybe it wasn't part of it. Because now there's lots of modern buildings that have been kind of added on, isn't yes. there? Yes. And that now is the uh, dorms. 
Oh, right. well, it's okay. part of them anyway. Right. And then the buildings to the left of that are also dormitories, and the buildings behind it are also dormitories. Right. You can see they're attached. Yeah. I went in there once looking for a pupil. Oh, right. For a lesson. Oh, there was, what, were they still in bed? Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> they got up pretty quick when I went round. Right. So there's a lot a, of trees in the way, unfortunately. There is, but it's just nice. You know, you can get yeah. that. English stately home. You can imagine seal. the ladies sort of promenading down to the river. For well, that's little, exactly what on this picture. Walk. It's a very old picture, oh, so it's right. quite blurry, but you do, and they're in like, um, they've got dresses on, but then in like an overdress, like a white pinafore type. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. And they've got on like big hats. Right. Big boatery type hats. And then we're coming past, look at that plane. Where? There. Gosh, Gosh, that's low. low, isn't it? It's a big plane. I can't as believe well. there's a plane flying at the moment. To be yeah, honest, it could be cargo, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, it will be. It'll be Amazon. It might be Amazon. Yeah, you're right. A big Amazon distribution centre has just opened up very, very close. Very close to, to us, us. Yeah. And I know that they're absolutely going crazy with regards to because mm. everyone's ordering stuff mm -hmm. from. I'll just get a picture across this. Uh... Do you think that's a nest there? Yeah, that's a nest, isn't it? I wonder what for. Eggs? Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. think it's a Canada geese nest? Well, it's a big nest, isn't it? So it probably is. And they're I very don't, close I to don't it, know that it's a nest. It might not be, I suppose. I don't know whether they nest like that. No, I don't know either. I don't know enough about geese. I'm not a huge fan of geese, actually. I find them a bit scary. Yeah, I would they agree. They can be vicious, can't they? Yeah, they really They'll can They'll come be. after you if you're not careful. I'll wholeheartedly agree with the scary mm -hmm. element. I remember once, so we go up the way you normally go. Mm. We're actually doing, have you done a reverse like this very often? No, because I normally go that way. But have you walked back around the way we're walking back round, mm. or do you always go the same no, way No, not round? generally. I usually go that way, the other way. But it's near enough what I do. I do sometimes go, are you going to go that way? Y yeah. Oh, yeah, I do that. Yes. I'm fascinated by that house. I mean... It that must just must be have private, been, mustn't it? It's private now. It's within the park. It's on the edge of the park, like a Victorian-looking house. It must have been the caretaker's house for the park, I yeah. think. But it, I'm sure it's private now. It's a lovely-looking house. Mm. I'm not sure, though, how I would feel about living there, though. I wouldn't want to live there, no, because you don't, in parks of an evening, you just don't know, do you, what's going on? No. And the gates are all shut, I think, but people that just jump over the fence, it's not that high. And there is CCTV, I there suppose. There is CCTV, that's true. Even yeah. so, though, I, I, I don't think I'd want no, to live there I particularly. No, I wouldn't want to live there. No. Hey, I've just thought of some more advice that I would give, oh, right. give myself. And I think that one of the things that all young people strive to do. And actually it's something that we have done our best to hold, hold back's the wrong mm. way of describing mm. it. But every young person wants to get old fast. They do. And I, I definitely fell into that sort of category as well. I think I always thought that, to, to an extent you sort of thought, well, I, I wanna, you know, be in control of my own destiny because then mm. there'll be no one who can sort of mess up my my world like my, my parents sort mm -hmm, of did when, mm -hmm. they, when they got divorced um, and so I think that one of the pieces of advice I would definitely give myself is don't try and do too much too quick mm. because I think once I'd sort of got through that by the time I was 20 I then just moved way too fast with my life, I think. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know what piece of advice I'd give my younger self. What's that? I would say, don't get that boyfriend that you got when you were 17. <laughs> because, you know, that's what yeah. ruined my education, yeah, really. Right. And that story must be the same well, for so many yeah, young girls and young boys. It did me no good at all. It came to nothing, as a lot of relationships at that age do. And did you think it was going to come oh, to everything? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time, when you're 17, it feels like, you know, it's your whole world, isn't it? And, yeah. And I just wasn't focused on anything else. And, you know, my parents didn't say a word to me about it. Yeah. 
which, you know, if that was us now with Bryony, I'd have plenty to say. Yeah. So yeah, that actually is one of my biggest regrets. And you shouldn't regret anything, should you? But I do regret, <laughs> regret that. Yeah. I suppose that's the type of event that you could change, potentially without altering the course of your future life. Yeah, absolutely. Life. I don't think it would have changed anything for the worse. No. If I'd not gone out with him, you know? You'd only have enhanced things. Mm. Yeah. This felt like quite a long walk, this, actually. It'll be interesting to see how many miles you've got. Yeah, if my run keeper didn't stop. Oh, crumbs. <laughs> I should have checked it, shouldn't I? That's technology for you. I mean, the great thing with runkeeper is you can manually input. My run keeper keeps crashing. No, it's still ticking. Woohoo! Yes. 2.2. 2 so, so far. Probably going to be nearly three. Probably. That's good. Should be good. And what's the pace like? Oh, I, feel, I haven't looked, but it feels right. like we're going fairly sedately, which is fine. Uh, well, I can crank it up if you no, like. No, no, because it's easier to talk <laughs> if you're not. If you're going really fast, it's difficult to talk, isn't it, without sounding like you're completely out of breath. That's something which I haven't deliberately stayed away from. I mean, you know, when I think about exercising and I think about people's different approaches to it, I don't know how I could go for a run with somebody without it being weird because I wouldn't want to talk. No, everybody's different though. Some people yeah. do like to run with somebody because Absolutely. it keeps them motivated. And also, um, you know, there's places I've run which I don't think I would have wanted you to run Yeah. on your own. Oh no. No. So I totally get that, I totally get that. But then another part of me thinks, I would really like to sort of see what that experience is like. Yeah. But I think though, after running for so long on my own, it would be very difficult to... to yeah, you get into a habit, don't you? Yeah. I mean, for, for me, and I think this is all kickback from uh, cancer stuff, for me it's about going out and proving something to myself. You know, what? once I've done it and I've got round, then I just get on with my day and everything's cool. It's not... I, it's never felt like a social thing. Yeah. Um, no, it's not a social thing for you. And exercise is a social thing for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think it is for me either, really. No. I do enjoy when we've gone for walks with, with our friend Sarah. I love it. Yeah. Um, but generally, day to day, I'm quite happy just to go by myself and pop my earbuds in, listen to a book. Yes. It is quiet, isn't it? When... It does feel quiet. I've got to say, it does feel quiet. There are, you know, there's cars on the roads, but there is a feeling of quietness somehow. And do you know what? The world is so bustly. It might be quite nice if there's a, a period of calm. Yeah. Well, certainly town centres, you know, like, you know, big cities, there's nothing's open, is it really, apart from the essential, yeah. essential shops. Yeah. So it will be quiet. So we're getting further towards the end of our, our trip today and I just want to make sure that we've covered all the bases with regards to advice. Is there any other advice that you would give yourself? Or do you think you've covered no, it all? No, I think I've covered the main things that I'd say to myself. Yeah, I think um, the last piece of advice that I think... Oh, don't get a credit card. <laughs> That would be an excellent piece of advice for anyone, I think. Neither a lender or a borrower be. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The famous words. It's nigh on impossible in this day and age, isn't it? But honestly, I think it's much better saving up for things and then buying them rather than I remember, buying them and then having to pay for them. I can remember vividly getting my first credit card. Well, so do I. It was like, well, I, because I worked in the bank, I got one very quickly. You know, it was. And you think just one of those things. It's did, like, were you like, this is it now? Um. Or was it just a nothing? I don't know really. I can't really remember. But I think it just becomes one of those things, doesn't it? That if you've got one and or well, several, I know some people have, it can start becoming a problem. I know that I felt that I arrived in the world when. When you so got cross. one, cross over here. Yeah. I think, you know, 
<laughs> we're made to believe by the machine that is the world. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite the same now. I do think things have changed potentially for the better, but I certainly felt like this is it, this is great. Yeah. And I think that's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how people who are 18 now would feel about it, I'm not sure. I think education um, is much better now on... Yeah. Because, you know, they're, they're actually the taught... Well, they're taught in school about yeah, these we, types of things. Yeah, we never were. Well, because I think it was still such a mm. such a new thing. It's quite a new thing, really. I think credit cards appeared in, was it about the 80s? I'm not sure. Or was it earlier than that? I'm not really sure. I mean, they certainly weren't around in the 40s, 50s. No. So... No, well, we, we've spoken before, I think. I can't remember if it was on the radio show, but, I mean, I remember. I think it was the Back to the Future mm. film. I'm sure mm. it was the Back to the Future film when I went to see that when there was um, an advert for a cash point. Oh, right. And I know yeah. that's different to a credit card, but I think yeah. all those things, you know... Technology-wise, yeah. All that technology stuff came at a very sort of similar... Yeah. I do remember that. I always used to think the swipey things were very adult and very cool. I know. When you were... Oh, yeah, because in those cards. days you had to hand your credit card over, they put it in a little manual thing. Yes, yes. Piece of paper on top. Yes. You go like that. Yes. I can't even make the noise, but you know what I mean. And then you signed this little piece of paper, didn't you? If you think about the amount of Hollywood films, I can think of so many Hollywood films where that happens in like a montage with like yeah. music in the background yeah. and it's like yeah. seen as the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's, it's sort of cool to hand over your credit card. I think it was promoted as a cool thing, wasn't it? Yeah, because to the companies just, knew that yeah, if you thought it was cool, they'd make more money. Yeah, just hand over your credit money. card, you know, like, oh, I'm so suave. Yes. But you're going to get the bill for that credit card and yes. you've got to pay it. Yes. You know, that's what is not promoted, obviously. Now, you just used a word there that I want to make notes of and I want to use it more often. What's that? Suave. Suave. It's <laughs> a good word, isn't it? It's an excellent word. The word of the day is yes. suave. You need to get that into a conversation with your family today. That's got, if you think about it, it's got to be Norman. That's got to be French. Sounds French, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it looks French if you think about it, when you think how it's spelled. Suave. Yeah. Yeah. It does look French. You'd think we were at the seaside. You would think we were at the seaside. We get loads of seagulls. We're really we're actually not about 80 miles. No, we're not 80 miles from the sea. What am I talking about? We're about 20, 20 miles from the sea, so yeah. it isn't far, actually. It's just close enough. I think. Yeah, we can get to the sea in about 45 minutes, yeah. is it? Yeah. And it's a nice spot. It is. I think the, another piece of advice I would have given myself is take extra care of your mum. Yeah. <laughs> You've only got one. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I did, I, I was left with my mum at home and... I mean, I did. Because your brothers were older and they'd left home, hadn't they? They were at university. university and yeah. I was just... It's just you. Year 10 and then into year 11. Mm. And I could have taken better care of her, but I was only a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, it's not your job at that age to do that, though, is it? No, but I probably could have done a slightly better job. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I think it was a two-way thing because... She obviously found that period very difficult, didn't she? Yes. Uh, wasn't really present. No. So I think it, it's just difficult all round, no yeah. matter whether you're the child or the parent, really. What I've taken from sort of thinking about this is I'm not certain there's any need for me to go back in time and give advice to my earlier self. Right. Because I'm perfectly happy with your life now. Well, well that's I good am, to because, hear. you know... Uh, we well, I know that. You say it very often to me. You're very sweet. We started to touch on it before. But, you know, I'm thinking, uh, you know, on a personal level, but also on a professional level, since we started doing what we're doing, I feel so empowered now with regards to, you know, producing new things and, mm. and you know, whatever it may be, whether it be magazine or, or you know, some yeah, sort of video yeah. content. We're or very creative. It's a very creative lifestyle that we lead, and we're very lucky 
to be able to do that. Yeah, and I, you know, I love as well, I really enjoy the whole thing with you, you know, if you're producing a knitting pattern. Yeah. I really love, you know... You help me with the writing, you've well, done that a lot lately. Also, even on the periphery, you know, you'll maybe take some pattern shots or I'll mm, take some pattern mm. shots and just pulling all those things together, I find it a very... Yeah. Exciting and engaging. And it's good because those are the bits that I find sort of most challenging. You know, I love, I love the designing and I love the knitting and yeah. like the pattern writing, but then the rest of it, I'm very grateful for a helping hand. And, and so whilst that whole idea of being able to go and give yourself advice when you were young sounds on the face of it like such a great idea, mm. actually, I think in the course of today's conversation, we've established that the things that you would perhaps want to give yourself advice on, you couldn't. Because if you did, you might then change the thing that you're trying to impact. It's true. For example, you know, us and, and when we met. Yeah, yeah. How funny it would have been. <laughs> Morning. Morning. That's the cutest little dog. It's tiny. So folks, before we return to the building site, <laughs> it probably it is. is. Not, it's not that bad. If you look, well, the outside of our house, unless Isn't. the men have been to take away all the rubbish. Yes, it's just the inside that's quite noisy. Before we return to the land of the workmen, <laughs> who Kay said yesterday feel like they're part of the family. They do. <laughs> yeah, they do. It'll be weird when they're not there. We shall uh, sign off this episode of the radio show. The photos that I've taken today will be in the usual place. They'll be linked in the show notes below, so you can go and have a look at those. And we will see you in two weeks yeah. for the next radio show. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. And we'll see you then. See you soon. Bye. Bye. The Bakery Bears radio show is brought to you by Bakery Bear Productions and is made possible by our Bakery Bear patrons. Find out how you can join our Bakery Bear community, access more of what we do, and keep the show on air by visiting www.bakerybears.com forward slash listen forward slash.